All right, well, welcome back, guys, to yet another episode of the Dad Hack Chronicles. My name is Ed, and with me today, I have a creator, a graphic designer, uh, a uh, ice cream uh, helmet designer and collector, uh, my good friend Eric Lichtenberg. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we've been trying to go back and forth. Last time I canceled, of course, you know, because, you know, family gets in the way. Yeah, you know? life happens. Yeah, <laughs> A little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? Exactly. So um, so you've been a couple of uh, uh, podcasts already. Uh, so I'll I'll go into a little bit of your background just a little bit because everybody has known you already. But, you know, tell me, you know, uh, growing up, why why baseball? Why sports? You know, I mean. A lot of us have our different uh, stories, but why? What what's happened to you? Why why you decided to go with baseball? Oh man! Well, I think I mean I grew up in a kind of a casual um, sports family. You know, we weren't really yep. diehard sports fans, but uh, you know, well, we always have like a Twins game on occasionally or a Vikings game growing up in Minnesota here. Um, but I think really when I when my parents put me in in baseball at a young age, I think that's when I really fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know I was kind of at the just at this. I guess the tail end of the, you know, I was pretty young when the twins won the world world series in 91. So that kind of really became, you know, my team. And, and from there, it just kind of became a, a, my, my true love. I mean, I love all sports. I'm a big basketball hockey fan too, uh, football Vikings, um, even the college Wait, sport level. You're, um, you're all Minnesota sports, aren't you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Even the wild. Uh, Wild, a big hockey fan. I didn't discover really hockey till I was in college. I went to a, a small school up in northern Minnesota, Duluth, that was a big hockey town. So that's when I really got into hockey. And, and then uh, I was kind of growing up in the middle uh, of where the North Stars had left and when the Wild yeah. started. So I wasn't really around hockey a whole lot until I was uh, older. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, uh, to be to be honest with you, like I discovered hockey uh, not too like a year, some couple of years ago, right? That's when mm -hmm. I really started getting into it. Uh, started rooting for um, the uh, the 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 Columbus team a little bit, but then I really fell in love with the Minnesota Wild and uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So those were the, mm -hmm. the teams that I kept following, you know, constantly. Um, and then I'm glad that I do have a team here that I can, you know, see, but the problem is with, you know, a lot of the, the cable companies, you can't watch your local team, which is, you know, yeah. it's kind of weird. Right. Yeah, uh, so tough. I watch a lot more, um, I'm more uh, Minnesota wild games than I do the hurricane. So there you go. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what was the school that you go to? It was the uh, university of Minnesota Duluth. So it's gotcha. uh, Northern Minnesota, right on Lake Superior. Yeah. I, you got to explain to me, man, why do you stay there when it is like always freezing cold? <laughs> you know, it's a great question. I ask myself that every winter <laughs> why I still live here. But, uh, you know, I, I do love the seasons. Um, usually <laughs> I love winter until about uh, December 31st when I'm I'm ready. to Yeah. Go when it sounds <laughs> like, OK, it's it's time. Yeah, right? You know, yeah, that February um, time pitches and um, catches showing up. You're like, yep, it's time for it to be gone already. We're done. We're done. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. And thankfully where I went to school, there was a lot of, uh, it was connected via skyways and stuff. So it was like, it was pretty easy not to have to go outside at all. So uh, oh. it kind of worked out. <laughs> there, yeah. You didn't have to, if you yeah. didn't have to, you didn't go out for days yeah, outside. Yeah. And then when spring rolled around, when it was, you know, 45 and sunny, everyone was outside. <laughs> it was and like, it's like, it's like in Ohio, 45 is like a shorts and hoodie kind of weather right there. Yep. A hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> people don't, people think it's weird, but it's so yeah, true in the North, it's so right? True, yep. Ho hoodies yep. and, and shorts. Yep. You're so used to wearing layers for, you know, nine months of the year. And then 
you get a nice sunny warm 45 degree day it's like here we it's go like nothing else yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um okay so let, let's talk about this like okay so so where where the the love where did it grow for for you to start saying that man i, I you know i really like um you know the ice cream helmets because for me obviously as you can see behind me right i only have a, a couple of hats but like you know like it just grew for me like it just you know the addiction got for real right so yeah. what why why ice cream helmets i think a couple of reasons i think the the size of them was just perfect um mm -hmm. you know they're small enough they're they're dual purpose you can get one at a game get a you know, a snack or dessert out of it and then bring it home as a souvenir. Mm -hmm. um, I think what really propelled it was when I learned that there was so many more out there. Uh, and part of collecting is is also like kind of the hunt or the yeah. chase for something that, you know, maybe you don't have or you're missing that piece to complete a collection. For me, that's what it was. It was uh, uh, I had had, you know, maybe I think 27 or 28 of the 30 Major League Baseball teams. So it was completing that collection and then learning Oh wait, there's also uh, older versions. There's also minor league teams out there, and that's when you know it just became. Uh, it just snowballed it from just there. Snowballed from there, and then also just my you know my design background and just having a, a love for sports logos. It's like um, just like when collecting, you you want the the newest uh, team, or you really have a a, a liking to a special a certain logo, and um, next thing you know, you've got a couple hundred. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh what's the number up to right now um i haven't done a count in a few years but i think i'm a little over 400 holy mother yeah yeah i think more yeah. like around the 400 or so four hats yeah yep i, get um, it. I got and i've got some on display here in the uh the home office but then uh, I've, I've got a bigger plan i just need to find the time to build a nice display and and, and do something with them otherwise yeah According to, to Paul, uh, it's I might be considered a quarter if I don't put them on display. <laughs> right, if you don't put a display case for them. Yeah, exactly. right, right. If you don't display them, then you're a hoarder, Yeah, uh, according yeah. to our good friend Paul. So uh, Paul Caputo, guys, just Paul Caputo. You know, he has another podcast. You know, you shouldn't listen to it. Yeah. It's not good yeah. at all. It's not good at all. Totally kidding, Paul. Love you, buddy. Yours, yours, yours is great. Um, okay, so so let me ask you this, because obviously you, you live in Minnesota. Um, there's a couple of things that are big in Minnesota. Uh, one is town ball and then two is Northwoods league. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before we started, uh, we were talking about, uh, you working for a certain, uh, Northwoods team. Um, tell me about that. What was that experience? You know, what was the team? Yeah. So I worked, so yeah, my last year of college in Duluth, Minnesota, I worked for the Duluth Huskies, which was yep. uh, kind of an early member of the Northwoods league. Mm -hmm. um, at the time it was, I was spending my summer there in Duluth. So it was just kind of my yeah summer between um, my senior year and my other senior year. Mm -hmm. um, and my roommate and I had this, and we saw that there was like an ad out for someone that people that were a little looking forward to uh, work at the stadium for the summer. And I, at the time I was already working two internships. So it would have been my <laughs> third job. So it was like, what the hell, what's, what's one more job. So <laughs> why not? So, yeah. Right. So my, my roommate and I, I was actually at work before they had the you know, open call interviews for on yeah. a Saturday and I was working that day. So I told my roommate, let's, let's go to the ballpark. Let's participate in these interviews. Let's see if we can work at a ballpark for the summer. That'd be pretty pretty cool and then um my roommate ended up uh I, don't know, I think he took a nap and just missed it so i ended up getting the job he didn't so 
I worked uh, as a vendor. Uh, I did just random jobs, anything from a beer vendor to taking tickets in the ticket window. They had an outdoor patio uh, that was kind of like you just had to pay a little bit more and got kind of an all-you-can-eat, yeah. uh, unlimited beer kind of thing. And so I worked that. Um, and at the end of every night, I since I was one of the older employees, there was a lot of high school kids working too. Um, I was I was tasked to um, put on the big heavy uh, leaf blower and blow out the stadium of all the cups and peanut shells <laughs> yeah. and, and baskets. So um, the glamorous <laughs> job of yeah. minor league baseball, yeah, of collegiate was, would bet too, right, <laughs> right. And it was uh, the sucker was pretty powerful, so it had some uh, had some juice to it. So. Um, but it was a pretty fun experience. I think one of the funnest uh, memories was uh, you know, they always designate that hitter that uh, on the opposing team, if he strikes out, it's whatever half price beer, or whatever oh, that was man. the case. So when I, my, my, one of my first uh, few weeks, I was working this small little yeah. beer booth that was probably no bigger than three or four feet and three or four taps. And then, you know, you, you'd hear the, the player being called out and then you hear that third strike and then you hear this, this roar of the crowd because they're all coming down the steps and, and <laughs> here we and go charging towards the beer station to get their cups filled with uh, half price beer. So uh, I got got to know math pretty good because the even the cash registers were pretty old, and so it was like you got to be quick on your toes to do the math and pour beer at the same time. So no, no, <laughs> was there a time limit for them to get the beer, or was it like you know for the rest of the inning? How how did that work? Yeah, I think it was to like the rest of the inning. Okay. It was a half price beer or dollar beer or Oof. something crazy like that. So yeah, it was, it was a rush. <laughs> I bet dude. I love that though. Like, I mean, that's cool. Like, you know, I worked, uh, I worked the season uh, for the back then the Cleveland Indians and I was working at one of the uh, boots or just selling merchandise. And man, let me tell you, dude, it was like, it was nonstop, right? Like it mm -hmm. was just like from the, the beginning of the inning until like at the end, it's just like selling, 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 selling obviously the 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 busiest time was like in a like at the beginning of the game like before it started that's where a lot of people went to and got their stuff but it that was it was always busy and and anybody's like oh you can you know you it's so cool you work at a baseball you know stadium and all that you i'm sure you get to see a lot of the game i'm like i couldn't watch any of the game yeah at yeah. all mm -hmm. yeah especially when i was working the you know the beer area where it's like you're you know in, in the case where the where the huskies were playing they're in the stadium that's over 75 years old and it's, yeah. it's old, it's, it's damp, it's cold. And, and yeah, you don't have a view even of the field, but the times where I was working the outfield patio deck, uh, you know, there I could watch a little bit of the game. Um, That's cool. I'm looking then, at them. It's, it's a, I'm looking at a little uh, picture of the uh, like aerial footage of the, uh, the ballpark. Yeah. It looks like it's, you know, 75, you know, mm -hmm. but it looks cool though. Yeah. Yeah. There's sure some there history was some to it. That, uh, um, where the fog would roll in early because we were, you know, based on Lake Superior and mm -hmm. depending on the weather, that fog would roll in. So I'd have to hurry up and get the game in. Oh, man. So, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a really fun experience. Uh, uh, looking back at it now, I wish I would have taken a little bit more in um, just having that, um, you know, being yeah. able to work at a ballpark, you know, or a baseball stadium and seeing just even part of the action. Um, same here. You know? Same here. I yeah. wish I would have been able to do it a little mm -hmm. bit longer. Um, obviously, you know, you, it's the, one of those things that you, you wish you did. And, you know, when you look back and you're like, Ugh. but now like, you know, you're like married, you got family, you got, yeah. you know, mortgage and all that. So I'm like, I can't do that now. Yeah. When I retire, work, I'll, I'll work, work for a team. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to work for a, a team, a collegiate wood bat team when I retire. 
Mm-hmm. There you go. So, yeah, and it was a great ballpark. It was actually pretty, uh, pretty old. I think it was built uh, in the early forties. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember hearing that uh, it was just after the depression or something, there was the, um, the work works project association or WPA uh-huh. and, and what they would, they, there's a, actually a brick wall all the way around the stadium. Oh, that's and cool though. The, the, the walls were built from the, um, in the forties, they would take the brick roads off of the city streets, uh, really? out of the street and they would use those bricks and the bricks were used in the stadium. So huh. All, all of the bricks around the stadium are from the, the city roads. Um, okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. Yeah. There's, there is a lot of history there. And, the, and apparently before even they built the stadium, there was a, NFL team in Duluth that was called the Duluth Eskimos. Yes, they, yes, I saw that logo as yeah. the actual igloo. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So before and, the Vikings, there was a a, a, a short lived uh, NFL team. So I love the. Sh- I don't know why. I think it's the coolest thing though. But like these short lived uh, teams back in the day, right? That mm-hmm. no longer exist, but you wish you had like any kind of merchandise from them. You know. Oh yeah. Eskimos or anything like that. Cleveland yep. Buckeyes, you know, from the Negro Leagues, for you know, mm-hmm. teams like that just, you know, like they didn't last long, but man, history is so cool to me of, yeah. when it comes to sports overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was lucky enough um, back in, was it uh, 2016, I think, mm-hmm. or 17, they, they celebrated their 75th anniversary of their stadium. And I was able to create the logo for the team. Um, and, uh, um, it was used on merchandise and it was even a sleeve patch for the team for I think a handful of games. So wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> you just threw that in there real nice yeah. and nonchalant. Okay. <laughs> so obviously you're you're a designer, right? Um yep. so so you work with the Duluth team to create their 75th yep. anniversary logo. Yep. Yep. How? Like, well, how? How? How did that come about? Tell me. They, so I've I've got uh, some family that live up there, and they they um, pointed me in the direction. I guess they were holding a, a contest to design the 75th anniversary logo, and I submitted a design. And apparently, I, I don't know the full story, but they didn't have a lot of submissions, and and so they just said, "Hey, let's let's work with you, Eric." And um, at that time, they were under new ownership, so they didn't know that I actually had worked for the team way back when and yeah uh, i had told them when i submitted the design that you know i had worked there for one summer and they just i think it was a cool story and um we worked together on on kind of yeah uh, 75th anniversary logo that was used um definitely a, a bucket list item for me oh um, sure dude yeah, that's awesome yeah, yeah so and then one of the perks was i got to throw out a first pitch so i got that checked off my bucket list so, bro do yeah. you still got that baseball i do yeah that's awesome. Okay, yep. cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's it, was, awesome. it was it was pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. That that's that's something that you always remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so so obviously you're a graphic designer. Um, so like do you know that what intrigues me about that is that from what I've heard from other designers as well is that like the constant submission to things right you know, like you have to constantly be submitting your work to like you know whether or not you want they want to work with you and all that so it's mm-hmm. like like that's 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 a that's a that's fun but at the same time that must be challenging a lot of work man yeah yeah and i'm thankful i, I work for currently a, a design agency here in minneapolis so i've got a pretty pretty good full-time gig but yeah early on it was it's hard it's it's a lot of work you know even just applying for jobs and 
if your resume or portfolio isn't really full or, or fully grown, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to really kind of sell yourself as a designer and show that you're you're just as talented as the next person. Gotcha. So you work for a, so do you do you work it with sports or do you work with brands or anything like that now? Yeah, so we're an experiential marketing agency. So we do uh, basically we're kind of unique where we don't we don't really create logos or a true ad agency, but we uh, we bring basically bring brands to life through 3D uh, environments. That's everything from trade shows to retail, uh, corporate interiors, pop up mm-hmm. shops, uh, that kind of thing. That's pretty cool, man. That's a, it's an ever changing you know job that you do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy industry. Um, but yeah, I work with a lot of big brands. Uh, speaking of a big brand, I, I also know that you worked a little bit for, or, or you work with New Era. What was that experience? First of all, uh, super jealous because I've been trying to get them <laughs> to co- talk to me about their data hats and stuff, you know, for coming to the podcast. So very jealous right now. Yeah, they were one of our clients for for about, uh, I think, close to almost 10 years Um we did everything from um, some retail uh, fixtures and displays, and we were lucky enough to get their uh, MLB program where we were able to go into all the 30 Major League Baseball stadiums and just kind of outfit the retail area with uh, graphics. And um, usually, it, well, every year it was a new campaign, so we have to go and outfit it with new graphics. Um, and even towards the end of our, our, our work with them, we were doing stuff for the Super Bowl. Oh, for them dude. so um you know super bowl had you know their fan fest so we would create a kind of a custom retail area uh kind of a pop-up area and it, usually it was customized or designed around uh the city that we were or mm-hmm. that the super bowl was in so it was usually tailored so like when it was the super bowl was here in minneapolis we did this um kind of north you know, northern lights kind of feel for their mm-hmm. space one of the things we did is we created a, a hat display out of acrylic to make it look like it was frozen in in ice. Um, so that's pretty, pretty crazy. cool. Yeah, and that's then awesome. uh, in Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston, we did um, a three foot story or three story uh, hat wall, um, all of New Era hats, and it made the uh, it was different colored hats. So they created uh, I think it was black, white, and gray, and then it created the logo out of hats of New Era. So the New Era logo was created out of Whoa. hats. So um, I think that it was, I think we set like a Guinness World Record for that. It was over twenty th- or two thousand hats or something. But Shit. it was it was all it was for was just for a simple uh, you know photo op. Doesn't matter. They still yeah. got the Guinness World Record. Cool. I'm sure they have yeah. that displayed in their place. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool, man. Pretty, really fun experience. And then just being a big baseball fan and growing up, uh, I'm a big new era fan as well. I always got the, uh, on field 5950s yeah. growing up. So. Um, yeah. I was just going to say you're, you're a 5950 fitted hat guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll forgive you. It's okay. It's yeah. Right. No big deal. I'm slowly transitioning to, uh, I really like the 3930s and, uh, I'm getting some more 40, you know, 47 brand uh, hats as well. So yeah. Are you, you know, yeah. I'll say this about new era. Uh, when they started doing the 920s, their their material was god awful. Mm-hmm. Not a fan because it was too thick, you know. And then recently, in the last couple of years, they've been improving their material, and I am a huge fan of their stuff. Now I wear glasses too, like a lot, you know, when I'm working. Mm-hmm. So like you know, to have the hat sometimes goes like you know you have it either too close with a 47, 
but like you need to have it like a little bit flexible so be able to wear the glasses and your hands yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you I'm understand. Obviously, you yeah. have you're yeah. wearing your glasses right now. <laughs> yeah. So I get you get that, man. You get it. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk about let's let's go back a little bit and talk about your your collection with ice cream helmets because I I love that. First of all, I only started collecting ice cream helmets when I met you guys, right? When you guys started, mm -hmm. you know, talking about it, and you know, I now I have like a bunch of them here uh display so uh but you said that you know obviously it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an item collectible item that's small enough that you can put it in your pocket or bring it with you right it's mm -hmm. a good uh collection piece um but you know do you look at you know do you look at the logo and the design just the way i look at hats you're like all right you know this one really looks good in in that color what would look in a different color how does that, like, how does your mind work with that? Yeah, I think it's the same way. I think you look at, you approach the ice cream helmet the same way. It's, is it a unique color? Is it a um, really cool logo or fun brand? Something you want to get behind. I think that's what, what draws me in. Mm -hmm. um, I think also more, uh, the more rare it is too. So if it's an old team that is no longer around and um, maybe that's a little bit more collectible than others. And uh, I think that's what, what, interests me the most do you I, and i started doing this by the way this is bad um but like if you go to like any secondhand store or antique store do you look sometimes to see if they have any uh ice mm -hmm. cream helmets there and then you'll just grab them if they do yep 100 yep i i just did that uh, like a month ago we were on a family trip up north and uh there's always this uh we go there every other year and, and sure enough i i always go in this antique store and sure enough this year they had them and I snatched them up and there was a couple of ones that were really old and one that I've been looking for for a long time. And it was, I was so excited. Even my wife was like, you need to calm down. That's, you're just, that's just contain your excitement, please. I get it. I get it. Uh, what was that? What was that, um, that, 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 uh, ice cream helmet that was like, you were looking for for a long time. It was actually the, the team that I had worked for the Luth Huskies. They, no way. They, only, they had them for, for just a year or two. And, I've seen them float around other collectors have, and I've even tried seeing if I could get them to, you know, trade or let it go. And it just one happened. And, uh, it, finally I was able to snatch one. That's also, so that was your unicorn that you just like, you know, you couldn't get yep. it. So yep, what, what replace that one now? I know you have another one. That one just, uh, another one just took its place. Yeah. Yep. So there's supposedly, I've only seen one. It's the Washington senators apparently had one in the early seventies uh, with a sticker on it. It was before, um, I think that was before they moved to uh, Texas to become the Texas Rangers. So uh -huh. a really old version. I've only seen one. Um, and for the longest time, I didn't even think it existed because I, I felt like I would have seen it by now, either floating sure. on eBay or um, with other collectors, but um, finally saw one and it's like okay so it's out there <laughs> that's awesome dude i like that a lot uh so obviously you got a big collection have you thought about doing any kind of like you know uh social media thing like you know an instagram page for them to display them look, talk a little bit about the history have you thought about yeah. any, doing anything like that yep yep i'm actually working on a new website right now um taking all my helmets and, and kind of taking new pictures a higher resolution creating a new website that's more mm -hmm. uh community focused where you know, people wanted to add something to the, uh, the page just to kind of keep a database of mm -hmm. what's out there. I think that'd be great. I think there's a big enough community out there that I think people oh, would, for sure. would contribute. Um, and then, yeah, maybe something, a sort of spinoff either. Yeah. Instagram or, or maybe just even online, 
um, sharing some history or, or yeah. something that's new that's out there. Uh, I know there's, you know, people are pretty active in Twitter, but there's actually a, a Facebook group that's called We All Scream for Ice Cream Helmets. That's pretty active in trading, um, trading helmets and just kind of like, hey, I'm going to this stadium. If you need anything, let me know. Or um, anyone seen this helmet? I just look and want to know if they ever had one. Um, that kind of thing. It's it's kind of kind of fun to see. So you know, speaking of community, and I've always wanted to ask this, and I and I, I don't know why I haven't really asked this to anybody really on my podcast, but what has the the minor league baseball community meant to you since you've been you know active in it? Like you know, because I for me it has been like one of the best experiences I've ever had, you know, and still continuing to this day. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I I think. For me, uh, growing up going to St. Paul Saints games, um, it was just another baseball team. I think mm -hmm. now that I have a son who's seven, we've been to a few Saints games and just seeing it from his perspective, the mm -hmm. the fun atmosphere, uh, you're closer to the field, you can sure. understand the game more, yeah. um, but also just the the kindness um, and also the uh, how just how nice they are and how what they do for the communities, um, I think has really... Um, meant a lot or or mm -hmm. you really can see that more and, and what they mean for um for fans and the, and the people who follow the team yeah and it's been like that right like i mean i there's something about minor league baseball that just i i have not seen it in any other leagues or sports or anything like that that like there really isn't any negativity involved in minor league baseball right everybody's pretty mm -hmm. supportive um with with baseball you obviously everybody has their own team and you know you gotta oh my god i hate this team i dislike this yeah. team and all that stuff so with minor league baseball I've, i have not seen that be so be as predominant as other leagues yeah i agree i think it's uh it's, it's definitely you know unique where there is a little bit more um camaraderie i guess even sure. if you're yeah you know, even if you're not even a fan of the team, uh, I've been to games where um, I may be a visitor and it's just fun to even root for the home team, even though you're not from that area. Um, yeah, or not at all. Right. Picking a random minor league team and just going and just taking in the, the game itself and the experience, the the food, the um, the local craft beer or whatever it may be. Um, I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. All right, so I got a really tough question for you. Um, obviously, uh, we are both uh, fans of a Central American League Central Division. Um, I want to know your opinion on how horrible is our division? It's it's bad. Uh, I just <laughs> every day I shake my head. It's just how bad the American Central is. Like it could uh, potentially have a team that is below five hundred or yeah. at five hundred win the division. Yeah. That's that's been the running joke here in the local sports radio is that everyone's hoping for a, a sub 500 uh, playoff team. Um, but as much as I don't want that, it'd be kind of funny. I one, I think it'll be hilarious too. Mm. And and again, this is go, this is where the 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 negativity or, or or the animosity towards other you know major league teams. Just the fact that like I would love to see like a, uh, one of our teams make it to the playoffs, sub 500, win the division, host. A, a game right <laughs> yeah. and then like have like boston and new york just sit out in the playoffs because they couldn't right. make it that would be yeah. so much fun i don't know yeah. why it would be awesome yeah i read i read this morning that uh the 
the Twins currently are in first place with a record of 50 and 47. And the Yankees are currently sitting last in the East Division with the same record of 50 and 47. So it is. Just, it's so true. Yeah. I, I just threw my hands up in the air and said, I, I can't believe it. This can't be real. <laughs> I know. And Baltimore's in first place, dude. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. And that as crazy as it is, that's it's it's also great for for baseball too, seeing some of these teams that just yeah. have been towards the the middle or bottom over the years and slowly rise to the top. Uh the Baltimore's, the Rangers, the the Reds and um, some other oh, teams. Oh, one hundred percent. I think it's. It, I think great. it is great for baseball, right? To see teams that, uh, like you know, have not been around. Like you know, for example, like you know, let's take the uh, Cincinnati Reds right now, right? Like, I mean, that's a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to root for them, right? I mean, it, it's not my team that I that I root for, which is Cleveland. But like to see teams like that, Arizona, right? The Diamondbacks. You have, yeah, yeah. um, you, like you said, the the Rangers, uh, Baltimore, Tampa. See those teams. I think, and everybody has their own opinion, but I think that the 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 more even the teams are, like you know, the better the product is, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you are constantly having the same teams being on top over and over and over and over and over, it gets boring. Yeah, yeah, and great for those communities too, and those fan bases. Oh, revenue will up. be crazy, right? Yep. Um, and I think that's just good good for the baseball landscape to see that you know either the farm systems are working or the talents is out there and it's just finally getting to the right teams and, um, and, and succeeding. So are you, are you of the belief that there should be a salary cap in baseball? Yeah, I go back and forth. I think so. Sometimes okay. um, I, I think it'd be, um, it would even things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I also see that, you know, some, you know, the Oakland athletics are a good example of they've always done well, I was part of this year, but just in the past with the whole money ball mentality of, well, of Tampa. analytics and in, in Tampa, yeah, hundred percent. Yep. Um, so maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay. We don't have it. I think there should be a cap and a bottom salary bottom. Mm, yep. Right. There's a minimum that you cannot pass this minimum. Like you have to spend yep. this amount of money because it, it gives it, like I said, like now that at that point, then that's when we start seeing all these like good teams, or, you know, and, and, you know, competition, you know, gets better. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you thought about the fact that like, you know, now that they're like teams are not playing more, uh, more on those teams within the division that it, it has gotten a lot more competitive, right? You know, their teams are playing other teams, even in the national a lot more than they used to. And in my opinion, I think it's like, we were just been talking about it's It's become a lot more even now. Yeah, I think that's played a, a big role. You know, you're you're seeing more more teams that are maybe you know better record or or um, mm-hmm. you may not just have that. Um, you're not playing the same central division team every oh, other dude, week, boring. so so there's more homework you got to do on on let's say uh, you know the Dodgers don't come into Minnesota very often, so um, great for us fans. But yeah, I mean, how much uh, homework do they have to do to prepare and? Yeah, you're bringing in more top teams versus playing the same, yeah, same division teams. So, yeah, I think that definitely uh, changes the landscape a little bit, and I think it's good. I think it's good that we see more interleague play and um, more balance throughout. You're right. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, your 
if if someone wants to contact you and let's say, hey man, I'm looking for this helmet or I want to do a design or like, you know, for, for your ice cream helmet, do you work with that person? Do you do anything like that as like a one-off or a couple of them? How does that work for you? Yeah, I've, I've had a few people reach out, um, actually quite a few over the years I've met just, you know, like, hey, I, I went to this stadium and they didn't have them. I really, I really need this team for my collection. So that's, that's pretty easy. Uh, I just recently got a couple um, inquiries about doing about a dozen or so helmets for their son's little league team that they, you know, they wanted to celebrate end of the year, which was really cool to do. Um, and it was a design that they had done for their team. And uh, they were called, I think, the Storm Clouds or something. And That's pretty cool. They had, they had their own logo, so that was pretty, um, pretty easy to make, and that was pretty fun. But there's also been a few occasions where someone wanted to celebrate a, a family road trip to a bunch of ballparks, so I created a, a logo oh. and done a, a handful of, uh, you know, just maybe three or four helmets for them that they uh, they gave to their family uh, to kind of celebrate that that trip. So. And or maybe like like a Twin City Twin Billing, you right? Know, exactly, yeah. a special occasion. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. I, I it's right there. I'm looking at it right now. It's awesome. Right there. <laughs> I, I always have it. You know, that's one of the coolest things yeah. uh, that I can that I've had because like I'm like, oh my god, this thing is awesome. And that, mm-hmm. honestly, like it's like it, between you and Paul, it, it's your fault. My wife will blame you because you know now, now I'm collecting more mm-hmm. ice cream helmets. Yeah, well, I blame you too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about, about collections. Like obviously you said you you collect your ice cream helmets and you collect mm-hmm. some hats. Uh, do you collect anything else uh other than, than those things? Because I see a couple of you know behind you little hockey masks right there, little goalie yeah, masks. Yeah, yep. Uh that's something I recently been getting into. I've been actually uh hand painting some retro goalie masks. Um I'm sorry, come again. You you've been <laughs> hand painting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something I've gotten into just buying these cheap old helmets off eBay, really cheap, and then just painting them. There's actually a few that have been autographed um, that uh, I've been lucky enough to get signed by some um, some players. But yeah, just kind of another hobby, just another thing I, I need to get myself into. So, um, but you don't have yeah. any hobbies. Yeah, right. Uh, helmets. Uh, I do collect hats, not as much anymore. Same with uh, I've got a small collection of minor league baseball and hockey jerseys. Um, and then um, I collect ticket stubs, uh, even though that uh, they're kind of becoming extinct. Yeah, they're they're a relic now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do those anymore, man. That's just sad, yeah. right? Yeah. Give handing out the, your ticket, having them you mm-hmm. know rip it, and then you keep the rest. Yeah, yeah, that's a souvenir in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. If there was only someone that does those things that could give you a commemorate one, yeah. Think, oh yeah, Anna, Anna <laughs> Di Tommaso does those things yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so you collect those. That's cool, man. You do hand mm-hmm. paint it, like you know, like you like. What do you do? Like do you do you do based on on the player on the team. How do you do it? Um, they're mainly centered around like early '90s goalies when the masks were you know really simple, yeah. simple designs. They're really complex now with you know airbrush painters. But bro, that's just yeah, yeah. I, I that's a whole new level. But these are pretty simple. Um, oftentimes they're just simply spray painted um, and then cleared clear-coated uh, and then mm-hmm. just on display. So um, we got to go about a dozen or so back there. Um, uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I like yeah. that a lot. That's pretty cool. I can, I can, I can get one of for you. Yeah, man. Look at that. No, they look cool as hell, man. Like, yeah. uh, so you have from like, oh, see, look at that. 
different and they're all different teams right there yep i've got uh, one north stars that's actually one that's autographed uh two from the washington capitals one their old logo a couple of pittsburgh penguins the old vancouver uh, canucks with the black red and yellow color scheme oh with that with the with the uh all oh, the north star there it is right there yep, i there see it, it. yeah and then uh the, the far one there is uh, the winnipeg jets that's a little bit more current yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah i only have one hockey uh goalie mask and it's one of those small ones it's the uh one of the, for the kraken the oh, seattle nice. kraken nice i mean talk about winning the 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 logo game when it came out yeah they got it right yep <laughs> like, like i don't think i've met a single person that does not like that logo like i mean everybody's like no dude they they knocked it out of the ballpark mm-hmm. yeah they really yeah, did that was definitely a home run for sure all right so it's a as a uh, as a designer uh do you sit there like watching games or, or 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 anything like along that when you go to the ballpark like you know maybe they should have done this like do you go through in through your head it's like man i, I would have done it a little bit different like, interesting why they why did they do it that way is that do that go through yeah your head? yeah all the time it's uh it's hard to turn that off sometimes <laughs> um even when i go to you know baseball games with my buddies i'll i'll, I'll mention something about the uniforms or why they do this or you know that advertisement's really bad and they're just like just let it go, man. Uh, no. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so how do you feel about that now, the advertising now on the jerseys? Uh, you know, in hockey and the NHL, they did a nice job of blending it in with uh, the uniform, where mm-hmm. I think that's that's where I think baseball's missing it. We all know it was coming, but let's do a better job of integrating mm-hmm. it into the uniform. Um, they put the sleeves on it, yeah. Yeah, just some big, you know, even the the brand's colors don't even match the team's colors. Like I, I can't gotta imagine you can bend the rules a little bit and mm-hmm. um you know have it blend in, but I also get it. They're they're selling their their logo for the jersey. So it's money revenue coming in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but you have like for for my team, the Guardians, they have marathon gas stations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like Okay. Um, yeah. I didn't think that was like super local. I would have done something a little bit different, like Goodyear, maybe perhaps would have been that. Cause like, you know, they're out of Akron. That's where, you know, mm-hmm. rubber, uh, you know, uh, progressive, which is, you know, right there in Cleveland, you know, mm-hmm. Sherman Williams. I could have, I could name you a thousand other ones, you know, local. Yeah. 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 I'm waiting for them to put target on the sleeve, you know, targets here in Minneapolis target. Oh, oh that's coming. Just, just what we need a big bullseye on the sleeve. So <laughs> <laughs> at least it'll look a little bit better than some of the All other right. ones for sure That's true. Yep. you know because i mean there's some bad ones i do like how hockey did it like you know they have it on the helmets you mm-hmm. know that's not bad at all i i don't i don't have an issue with that soccer obviously soccer it is what it is you know I mean, yeah they have a different one yeah and everybody's already gotten used to that yeah and, sure. I, and i feel like it just works because they they clearly have found a way to to make it blend in with the uniform and with hockey you know it's it's strategically placed on the helmet but small mm-hmm. enough where it's not so like overpowering mm-hmm. so yeah you look at all of that all right so let me ask you i'm going to put you on the spot then if you were to pick an uh, a major league team and and you have free range to redo their logo who would it be oh wow uh good question um i think i would do i think the brewers really yeah you don't like I, the 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 m and the b no i think that stays but i think what they did to the jerseys was just a step backwards um, you oh, okay i get it yeah yeah, yeah. 
I think that'd be the one I would approach. I think keep the the hand, the MB glove logo. Um, I do like the MB logo a yeah, lot. I think that was a good choice, but uh, the the lettering on the jerseys, I just didn't, don't think that works. No, and <laughs> Milwaukee tools. That's all I can keep thinking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I go back to, and I cannot unsee it. It's just it's there, and I see it every single time they they put that blue uh, jersey with the yellow Milwaukee across their chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right. I can see that. What about um not not uniform, but logo itself? Because you got some some teams that could definitely need uh use a uh a, a rework, at least a little bit of a touch up. Yeah, I'm going know. through all the teams in my head right now. Um Colorado should get a you know it's just bad to just hard to use, you know, both purple. Yeah, I, I think the purple works. I think the 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 interlocking CR could maybe be updated. I think this the the font choice is a little mm-hmm. outdated, but um, purple and black I think is unique enough. There's enough blue and red teams out there. Oh, dude, I cannot, I can't do yeah. it. I cannot do the whole red and 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 blue again. I, I get it, I get it. You know, yeah, there's like this yeah. thing out there. It's like for design. Uh, there's like those are the main colors or like there's only a certain amount of colors that you can use in mm-hmm. major league baseball i get that but man can we just not do red and blue red yeah, white and blue right right yeah so i'm with you there my friend okay uh all right so uh has if there anything that i have not talked about that i have not mentioned that i have not asked you uh anything at all my friend no i i, I think you covered it all i like it all right so are you ready my friend for my famous not so famous questions Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> I like it. Let me get settled in here. Yeah, yeah you get Let's settled. Well, I'm, uh, you know which one I'm going to start with, okay? If mm. you were to go to a ballpark, you go to Target Field or St. Paul, what's your food and drink of choice, my friend? Uh, well, the first thing I do, either ballpark or any ballpark, I just get a local craft beer. Uh, Good that's man. what I start with. And then uh, um, usually my rule is I don't get any kind of food till the third inning. Um, I was told... Uh, at a young age, that the uh, the hot dogs at at the Metrodome Stadium back in the day, they would take the uh, the previous games hot dogs and put them on the rollers and recook uh, them, recook them. So I was so that was ingrained in my head. So I would wait till the third inning until the the fresh ones were on. So I like that rule though. I like it. I like it. I like the thinking. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm slowly breaking that rule, but uh, um, but yeah, I definitely the hot dog or um, a Target Field. I get a Polish dog with onions. That's that's Good my go to. That's a good one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. If there was any rule in baseball, any rule, you have free reigns to change it. What would be that rule? Uh, I get rid of the balk. I, I think that's just. Oh, so dude, it's, so, it's such a ticky tack call. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so subjective. I think sometimes too. Like if you had like, a bad umpire who's just not having a good night yeah. and you, you, you twitch a little bit. It was like, oh, the balk, get out. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. I'm surprised you haven't said any of the new rules or the runner on second. You're like, no, no. To yeah, I think the runner on second would be my my next choice. Second, close second. I, I think that's also kind of weird, but uh, I have I have my thoughts on that one, right? Like, I mean, I think the rule uh, it can be tweaked a little bit. Maybe after the mm-hmm. 11th inning, maybe introduce the runner on second or even mm-hmm. on first. But like, you I'm know, say uh, first, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, just do a 10th and 11th inning with no with no runners. And then yeah. in the twelfth inning, then start with a runner on first, and then go from there. I think it'll make it a little bit more exciting uh, for the fans. 
Yeah, especially when the games are going so fast. I, I don't think that that one's going to there was a, there were, Yeah, I don't up. think, especially no. Like, like last year, the year before, I get it. I see why you did mm-hmm. it. This yep. year, I think if you were to, you know, tweak it a little bit, I think they're going to tweak. They should tweak a little bit the time clock, too. Yeah, yeah. The pitching I've, clock. I've been trying to embrace all the new rules and try not to be too negative, but <laughs> I get it. See, I'm I'm yep. on the I'm on the positive side of it. I, yep. I have no issues mm-hmm. with them. All yep, right. Favorite way. Halloween costume growing up. Oh, I was uh let's see, I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Ooh, good yep. one. Yep. I was Leonardo, I think, for one or two years. That was your that was your favorite Ninja Turtle, Leonardo. Yep. Yep. My mine was uh Mike uh, Michelangelo. Michael, yeah. <laughs> so uh what was your nickname growing up? Uh everyone called me just by my last name, I think because it's so unique. Um, or people will just call me E. I like it. Yeah. The first celebrity crush. Oh boy. Um I would say probably Jennifer Love Hewitt. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, sir. I like that. Okay. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor. Oh boy. I I'm a pretty simple. I like the the peppermint chip um or peppermint twist. Okay. All right. I um, like it. I, I think that's kind of a the kind of an underrated thing that we're not, you know, everyone's talking about helmets, but boy, I've seen some really really good ice cream and helmets lately. I'm so used to just the soft serve twist that mm-hmm. uh you know, these brownie sundays or uh, toppings is just uh, that's so cool to see. I do love, and it's not a batting helmet. You know, it's not a small ice cream helmet, but the nachos on a helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of that. I have a Kansas City uh, Royals helmet that I brought with me. It, it was brisket nachos. Oh man, bro, I tore that up. That's I'm not amazing. gonna lie. Yeah, it was so <laughs> good. Oh my god. Uh, all right, what color is your toothbrush? Uh, it is green. Nice. Cake or pie? Oh, boy, that's tough. Um, I would say cake. Okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. If you were to wear just one hat for the rest of your life, one hat, what would that hat be? Um, It would be... I've got a twins hat um, with... I love when they had the all-star game here. It just was such a good fit. Yeah. You know, it's like when you get that hat that just fits right. Just fits perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I put it in retirement because I just don't want anything to happen to it. So um, it's currently on the, the top shelf that uh, only comes out on special occasions. I get it. I can understand <laughs> yeah. that. I absolutely yeah. can understand that. Uh, okay. If you were to get a boat, what would you name it? Um. Oh, wow. That's a good one. I know I put you on the spot, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's just wow. like it's a stumper. It, yeah. Um, and yeah, in Minnesota, we've got lots of boats. So it's I've been on my share of boats over the years. Land of um, a thousand lakes, man. Yeah, ten thousand. Yeah, ten thousand. Um, sorry. Yeah, because I'm strictly like a pontoon person. Like I just oh, like dude, cruising. I, bro, who's cruise? Yeah. Yeah um so something just you know blow and steady or something i don't know or, or my <laughs> <I like> name. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Um, I like it. Okay. Easy, easy going. I don't know. Uh, maybe just my last name because it's, it's. I'm so going to need you to think about it. And then yeah. when this episode release, we release this episode, I want you to put on the comments. Well, would you name that boat? Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> uh, worst job you've ever had? Oh, um, boy. I For a short time, I worked for a printer. Um, and, uh, just dealing with, uh, the ink and the smell and, and that kind of stuff, just it, I couldn't yeah. do it. Um, a lot of respect for those, uh, that industry, but being not on that, not yeah, your thing, not, not my jam. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is the one book that you're reading right now? Um, I'm actually reading a book about building your own cabins, your own cabin, I should say. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, main cabin masters. Yeah, that's a solid oh, one. Yeah. I'm really big a... into A-frame cabins, so Ooh, that, that's been my, that, that's actually the book, but I've got a few um uh, books lined up, uh baseball books lined up next. I like it. I love A-frames. I think they're mm -hmm. beautiful. I think they're classic, they're clean. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I love they're it. Retro enough, but yet uh, so unique and different and and yep. you can build them, you know, however you want on the inside and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Uh, okay. Two more questions here, my friend. Okay. Favorite board game. Favorite board game. Um, I think checkers, just something simple. Checkers. I like it. Yeah. Yep. It's a good one. It's simple and yet yep. fun. Yep. Uh, okay. Last movie you watched. Last movie I watched. I watched um, the Robin Williams version of Hook with my son. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a that's a that's a long time ago, man. That's a good mm -hmm. one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Man, that's yeah, good. Right. Cool, man. Eric, I've had a bunch of fun, man, dude. I, thank you so much for doing this. I, I learned a lot, obviously. Um, uh, where should people follow you on the socials, my friend? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at E Lichtenberg uh, and then Instagram E underscore Lichtenberg as well. And of course, I will be putting all of that information on, on the uh, show notes so that way everybody can just go ahead and click and follow you, my friend. Again, thank you so much. And then we'll, we'll keep in touch, obviously. We'll always talking yeah. on the Twitterverse and all that fun stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Ed. This was a lot of fun. Thank you.